listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with a guest who's from Michigan. She's a plant lover, cannabis enthusiast and here to inspire you with good vibes. We're stoked to get to know more about her and her passion. So please welcome Nancy Wisely to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Nancy. Hi guys, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking time to call in and share your story with us today. Before we start, can you tell us where you're calling from? I am calling from just south of Lansing, Michigan. Okay, awesome. That's cool. We haven't interviewed anyone from Michigan yet, so this is exciting. Um, Will you please take a second and tell us where your cannabis journey first began, the very first time you had a run-in with cannabis? (laughs) Well, I was very young. Let's hope my kids aren't listening to this. Um, (laughs) I was about... 15, 16 years old, if I'm thinking back far. And, you know, it was just teenage kid getting high with my friends, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it just has sort of progressed from there over the years into activism and where I'm at now in my life. Awesome. Okay. So what would you say is your go-to way to consume cannabis? Oh, I'm a flower child through and through. Um, I get picked on a lot because I smoke blunts and so many of my cannabis friends are totally against that. Like, why would you ruin it with tobacco? But that's so funny. (laughs) We get that. We're blunt girls. I've always been. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know. I learned, (laughs) I've been to so many different cannabis events and, you know, everybody shares all the time. You know, joints are always going around, but nobody wants my blunt. And so I'm like, sweet. That means I don't have to share. Yeah, okay. more for you. That. <laughs> That's exactly. funny. That is funny. So we all have our own stories, but can you tell us how cannabis has benefited your life? Oh, geez. So for me, it's you know, like I don't drink to speak, you know, not really to speak of. I do here and there. I'm not saying like it's a no-no in my life, but it's not like my go-to way to relax. You know, Mm -hmm. some people come home from work and pour a glass of wine to relax and unwind. And for me, that's what cannabis is in my life. And it it helps me through sad times too. It helps me focus some days. It helps motivate me some days. It helps me on my lazy days too, to just be present with my feelings and, and my thoughts and to work through anything Mm -hmm. and I don't I just for me cannabis is a part of a healthy lifestyle in so many ways yes I I truly agree with that so you earlier you said you did some uh, cannabis activism is that correct yes can you expand on that a little bit please sure um 
So I've worked in the cannabis industry lightly here and there. Like I worked for uh, an edibles maker here in Michigan for a short time. And then uh, my current partner uh, was, well, is an attorney and he was very heavily involved in activism and I got involved through him. Um, and we did a lot of work on the campaign to legalize here in Michigan, gathering signatures and going to fundraising events and I don't know, just by being super passionate about it. Wow, that's and that's awesome. Like, for me, I like to speak my mind about, like, I'm not shy about cannabis. Like, we don't hide it from our kids. We don't put it away when people come over. Like, I'm trying to normalize cannabis in, in the world and in my daily life and hopefully in my friends' lives, too. Yeah, that's really cool that you are open with your family and your kids with cannabis. Um, like, how have you like educated like your kids on it like how have you helped them understand that's a great question so um my son my oldest son is 17 years old he just turned 17 and so you know I've been smoking around him since before it was legal and that was a huge conversation in our house and you know like he got curious about it I'd say around like the age of like seven eight years old like what are you doing type of thing yeah. you know like what is this and so, you know, I just, I, it was mommy's medicine was how, you know, I described it at that time. And, um, we just kind of went from there. And then we did have to kind of touch on the subject that this isn't something that we talk about with our friends at the time, Yeah. but it feels so good now with our younger kids that we don't have to have that conversation anymore. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, we're still facing the stigma, you know, that surrounds cannabis. And it's, it's disappointing in the sense that I feel like I have to tiptoe around so many of my kids' friends yeah, just mm -hmm. because, or my, my kids, you know, their parents. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know how they feel about it. And like my youngest daughter wants to have friends over for sleepovers. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like that's a, that's a hard conversation to have with someone's parents just because you don't know how they're going to react. And I don't want that to jeopardize my kids' friendships. Yeah, that's, right. that's a very, that's a very that's, hard line. It is. And so that's like the current like battle in my life right now, how to navigate that situation. Yeah. Like feeling like you need to let them know before their child comes over. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Correct. And then how to have that conversation fingers crossed it goes okay yeah, yeah I know what you mean yeah it's all you can hope for right <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. so was there a moment when you realized cannabis was more than just like getting high but actually like healing your body and your soul and just all of the things and was seen as more medicine in your life you know I don't think that that started to happen for me until I started to become involved in the medical community um before that it was you know, I always hid it from like my mom and, and other family members and even some of my friends, like I really didn't talk about it. And, um, simply because, you know, legalization was super new to me at that point. And I, I don't know, for me, I was holding on to that stigma that what I was doing was wrong. And once I got, um, and I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, once I, 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 I got involved in the um, cannabis, like the medical industry. It it started to um, become apparent to me that that there was more to it than that, and that yeah. it could change people's lives in so many beneficial ways. And then, watching the people I worked with 
really changed people's lives with cannabis by helping them and educating them on the medicine and providing them with the medicine. And it was, it was inspirational in a lot of ways. Yeah. That is very inspirational. I would say to just to like be a part of that in general. Yes. Do you feel like the relationship you have with cannabis now is more intentional or different when you first started consuming, would you say? And if so, like, how would you, how so? So, I mean, in some ways I'll say yes, because there are moments where, you know, I do use it intentionally, like when I'm taking some time to meditate or sit with my thoughts, Right. but I'm, I'm, at the risk of sounding crass, I'm a pothead, man. I like to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, for sure. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's, for me, it's just a part of my, my life every day. I wake up, I roll a blunt, smoke some weed, have my coffee, start my day. Mm-hmm. Then I have another blunt. What do you roll your blunt blunt, in? I'm getting ready to roll one right now. <laughs> what do you oh, roll your blunt in? I'm a swisher girl. Are you? I, yes. Very cool. I'm a backwoods girl. Oh, so that's too much tobacco for me. That's hardcore, man. I know. <laughs> I, I went from Swishers, and now, like, if I smoke anything other than a Backwoods, it just, like, doesn't hit the same. And I'm like, oh, banana Backwoods, <laughs> that's what I have to roll in. <laughs> but see, that's how I am with the Swishers. Like, people are like, can't you just smoke joints? I'm like, it's not the same. No, it's not. Like, but- I don't necessarily think I'm addicted to the tobacco. I mean, I'm sure in some ways I am, but it's, for, it's just the way it smokes. It's mm-hmm. so different. It smokes so different, and it, I feel like... I always say this, but smoking joints, like the cherry's always so cherried that there's never a happy balance. So it always like yeah. burns my throat. No. But with blunts, you never really have yeah. a problem. And then the joints go out too if they're not rolled well. Yeah. I talk a lot and yeah. then it goes out and then I'm constantly having <laughs> to talk a lot. <laughs> Can definitely relate. Blunt loving yeah. girls. Yes. <laughs> If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. So, Nancy, (laughs) in your own words, can you please tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. You know, I'm... I'm 42 years old. I'm, I'm a mom. Like that's what defines my life these days. Um, but recently, so I'd say about two years ago, I started, um, my Instagram page and it was just a fun little plant page. And I tried making it into something like some form of income. I see all these people making money on social media and I'm like, I want to do that too. How do you do that? And so I plugged away at it for a few years and then I got really discouraged at the end of last year and I was ready to throw in the towel. And, um, I don't know, I posted a, a reel of me <clears throat> sitting in my plant room, smoking a blunt. And I was just complaining about how fed up with life I was. And it kind of took off more than most of the other stuff I'd been posting. And I was like, huh, I think I'm onto something here. And then a few weeks later I posted another reel of me smoking in my plant room and that one got a few million views and I'm just like what and so then it just it started to develop organically so now I guess a way to answer that question is I'm a social media influencer and it's really weird to me to say that I know what you mean but that's so cool like I don't know, like, because before you didn't ever introduce, like, you didn't ever introduce, um, like, smoking in your plant rooms, right? You weren't, like, the content I you were posting. Did, I did not. And so, it, like, grabbed no, people's attention. No, because I wanted to turn it, 
yeah, I wanted to turn it into a business. And so, you know, I was trying to be professional and not really introduce the cannabis smoking. Like I would share like my cannabis wallpaper and like some cannabis themed crafts here and there. And then yeah. I would share my stories like when I was growing. But other than that, I really didn't put much weed on my page. And now that I have, uh, it's it's crazy. People resonate with the authenticity. Right. Yes. They yeah. totally do. That's it's been huge. So I'm enjoying that. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I'm happy Jeez. to hear that. <laughs> so Thank if you. you guys haven't seen Nancy's Instagram, you should pull, you should, because it'll pull you right in. So to set the vibe, you'll get lost and feel as if you're in this beautiful space amongst so many plants and disco balls, which is such a vibe in <laughs> itself. Can you share a little bit about what the vision was behind that and what you wanted your space to look like? And how it transpired into what it is now. Absolutely. So ever since I was young, I have been obsessed with hanging things on my wall. Like maximalist decor is at my, is in my soul. Like I just, I love to hang things up. I like to collect things. I just like stuff. And then I got into plants and I'm like, wait, people collect houseplants? Like this is a thing? And so, like, over 200 houseplants <laughs> later. 200? I, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, what's what you see in this room is only, like, a portion of what, what my collection is. Oh, They're all wow. over the house. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of an obsession. But um, I, I really wanted it to be a relaxing space. You know, well, for a while there, I didn't know what I wanted it to be, honestly. I was just trying to find my space in the world of Instagram, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. But I found myself resonating with a lot of the, what they call it, it's like an aesthetic page. Like people that just like set up a pretty shot mm-hmm. and yes. like put, like put it to music and there's really not much to it. And I'm like, I really like that, but I really want to make it my own. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I went with that. When we bought this house, my partner gave me the, the green light to just let it all hang out. He was like, you can do whatever you want in here. I don't care. I was like, are you serious? Oh, that's so kind. Uh, right? I love color. And I just, I don't know, I filled it with color and plants. and It's my happy space. I absolutely like it. My kids really like it, too. They hang out in here almost more than I do. I bet there's so much good energy in there mm-hmm. just with, like, there's so much life, you know, that yeah, you're just yeah, amongst and they're amongst you. Like, that's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. So you post a lot of like DIY and like decor ideas. What made you want to tap into doing that? And do you find that cannabis helps pull ideas out of you that you maybe not have had before? Oh, for sure. That's like, you know, I call it my brainstorming sessions sometimes when I'm sitting down to smoke or I've got to smoke about it and think about it, you know, and have a smoke. And cannabis is just, in a lot of ways, it can be mind expanding. And so it's, I don't know. And then being able to use it in my work too has been really helpful as far. Yeah. Okay. So also I saw on your Instagram highlight when you were explaining that you just vibe out <laughs> like with how cannabis smoke isn't bad for your plants and that I was just laughing, like reading oh, that being like, are people really asking you those things? And like, so what do you say? Cause like, story- I would never think of that. I saw that you liked all those story posts this morning, yeah. and I was like, oh, gosh, I know they're going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm glad because, like, this, 
this topic drives me absolutely insane. So when I set up my shop in my room, I light about four sticks of incense and then I'm running three humidifiers. Okay. Now it, I, I like, I literally do that for my shop. You know what I mean? Like my room for the most part looks like anybody's room in, in their house would at any given time of the day. But yeah. when I'm doing those things, like I'm creating a moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that one of my reels went viral uh, like a month or so ago and it's got at this point like 48 million views oh my god and yeah dude like that was the most overwhelming experience I've ever had I gained 200,000 followers what? in three days wow yeah the power of social yeah. media like, that's crazy it was like oh oh that's a whole nother topic but anyway the comments started pouring in about oh I can't believe you breathe in that much smoke and that's not good for your plants. And how would you smoke around your plants? And going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh my God, my dude, please listen. So that's where those little real highlights came from because I felt like I had to explain myself. Yeah, I know like, it's I funny. <laughs> don't usually smoke in my plant room. Yeah. Like I do, but not all the time. Like I'm all around my house. Right. It's and not like those moments yeah. are so brief in time. Mm-hmm. It's just like don't overthink don't it. It's yeah. funny that it's so funny yeah, that now right. like I once you like I mean I've not gone viral but this is just me assuming but like I feel like once you go viral it's like it's kind of like a shift where when you wouldn't have to have worried about that stuff because like people just kind of you would think know that those are simple like small moments and that's not your entire day you're spending in that room smoking around yeah. those plants all the time you know I feel like they yes. get so lost in translation like <laughs> once you hit that kind of like pivotal moment where like uh, this flip switches and now all of a sudden people have like opinions on stuff and you're like, dude, this is only like a portion, like 15 minutes of my day, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just like, this is what I do. Or then, so then I get accused of being fake uh, for social media and I'm like, I'm not being fake. I'm creating art. Like there's a difference Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. Defending myself has, has, or stopped. Like I have to stop defending myself. Like yeah, that's just standing up for what battle. you like, know and love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like you guys, if you either get it or you don't, and that's the conclusion I've come right. to. Right, and more people comes with more <laughs> opinions always. So <laughs> yes, yes. So you do a lot of DIY and home decor stuff. Let's tap into that a little bit. Um, what? Is that something that you like do for other people? Is that something you just kind of do for fun for your home, like or? what so i i stay home i i I don't work and i've always been a super creative person and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how i try to fill my free time is by just random ideas for diy stuff i I went viral over the summer with a rug that i dyed which was so funny to me i'm like this is not anything like what i usually post yeah yeah. and i like that i like that you kind of fun with that yeah i like that you kind of have sprinkled your DIY stuff. So do you have any like go-to DIY tips for somebody who's been, you know, doing it for a little bit for anybody listening? Oh my gosh, do it. If you have the idea, do it. That's my tip. Do all the ideas for sure. Don't be afraid to try. That's always solid advice. Yeah, that is. (laughs) So (laughs) I also saw that you are big into crystals and just very mindful about your space and how you welcome plants into your home. How did you get into all of that? And how do you feel like maybe it's shifted your life? 
my mindful journey started at the beginning of 2021, right around the same time I started collecting plants. Um, the the whole pandemic thing really impacted me in a really deep way. Um, it opened my eyes to uh, how a lot of people in my life really were. And just like, I don't know, just a lot without getting too into it because it's such a, a deep and touchy subject. Right. I decided that I needed to be more intentional with myself and my yes. being and my actions and that that would then translate out into the world around me. And it might not be an immediate effect, but if I know that the energy that I'm putting into the world and into my space is positive, that positive things will continue to happen. Now, I am not here to tell you that I am some walking rainbow ball of sunshine because I'm definitely not. But mindful practices have certainly helped me become uh, a more aware person. Do you have a mindfulness mantra that you live by when you feel clouded or like you're out of whack? This is just a moment. That's good. Tomorrow is always new because, you know, every that's, that's such a, an important thing to remember that no matter how heavy or hard, whatever is happening right now feels, it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be happening for forever. That's and good. So I need that's like I a need huge to, one for me. <laughs> I needed to tune into that more because I'm all, I'm such an anxious person and I'm an overthinker, which are two horrible things to be. And I will go down yep. the path. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to remind myself that. So that's good. Thank you for sharing that. So like with that being said too, it seems like you're pretty in tune with yourself and like your practices and your intentions of living your life. Like how did you get to be that way up to that point? Like the journey of life I know is so different for everyone. And I feel like finding like the realest version of yourself and like tapping in, it can be challenging for people and just different for everybody. So like, how has that been unique to you? Um, I don't, not really sure you know I've been through a lot you know my journey has been not necessarily hard but it's it's been rocky yes and I just I I I don't know I feel like I I just um at a certain point in life like a light bulb goes off at least this is how it happened for me yeah. And I just with so much life experience and things, it's you learn what to let go of, if you will. Right. And what to carry with you. And I think that those realizations, those aha moments, if you will, are what have helped me get to where I'm at now. Yeah. Those are important. I feel like everyone hits those at such different points in their life, but those are always such pivotal mm-hmm. moments to, you know, they really are different journeys that you go through. Yeah, I always tell people, like, it's, you know, life is, like, is all a lesson. Like, every single thing that happens to you is a lesson in some way. And it's what you take away from those moments into future moments and lessons that help you grow and become a better person. Yeah, that's, that's like, I mean, so that's real. Yes. Real. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So let's pivot a little bit and talk about your plant being a full-time and big-time plant mom is a serious commitment 200 plants <laughs> holy cow how do you go about selecting yeah. what plants because obviously at first you just you know had plants but now is there certain <sighs> like certain types of plants like how do you go picking plants for your home and how do you do you love and talk to each of them daily what's your process like and what's a piece of plant knowledge that you've learned over the last since you've gotten your plants that you'd like to drop on me Guys ask good plant questions. So I, when I first started collecting plants, it was like a situation where you got to have them all, like a Pokemon. I got to have every single plant. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I dived in and I started collecting all of the plants. And then I quickly learned that some plants and I just, we don't vibe, we don't get along. And so <laughs> over the years, I have really narrowed my collection down. I have mostly philodendrons and like aeroid type plants and then i have a lot of cacti like a lot of cacti and succulents mm. um and so i think you know a big piece of advice for people with houseplants is to know your home's conditions know your lifestyle and how you are with plants and then really be mindful of the care for whatever plant it is that you want to purchase Every now and then I, I do buy plants that I know aren't necessarily the greatest for my environment, but I try anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to, because you're so beautiful. Yeah. That's cool. Exactly. That, that's good advice though, because I know how that can be like, you know, be committed, kind of have to be committed to the process of it, of taking care of it. If you want to get into it. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So being big into plants. I get a lot of comments too like people are like how do you water those every day and I'm like I don't like they would die if I watered them every day like you guys clearly don't have plants. yeah you're yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> clearly no plant knowledge but maybe that's why they're following you to learn <laughs> yeah right. so do you think that you'll ever grow cannabis or like have you grown cannabis before like since you're so big into oh, having plants for sure so we um, had a, a nice grow set up in our basement in our old house and had grown cannabis and it went really well. And then I got big into houseplants and fungus gnats became a huge issue. And I don't know if you know, but fungus gnats like love cannabis and they destroy the root system in the plants. Okay. So I, we stopped growing in the house after that. Like we tried two more crops and it was just useless and I was really upset. But when we bought this new house, we, um, it has a greenhouse on the property. Oh, cool. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Last summer we did only one plant. Someone gifted it to us. So we had a, a little outdoor grow situation out there. But this summer 
we plan on we don't plan on traveling as much so we will definitely have more plants out there that'll be fun Mm -hmm. that's cool (laughs) okay can growing cannabis we hear is well i can only imagine what we've seen but it's like a whole different challenge and level of plant parenting yes it is it's it is different. You know, cannabis is pretty easy to grow as far as like the needs of the plant, but to grow like really good bud, that's where the science comes in and the yeah. hard parts. Mm-hmm. That's true. Thankfully, I, um, I know a lot of people, so I get lots of help. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You have a big network then, you know, you resourceful. Yes. Not to like stop talking about me, but my partner is a CEO for a cannabis business here in Michigan. Oh wow! And so like our like we have a very wide friend network, and it does include a lot of really, really experienced growers. So okay. I get lots of free tips. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome! Okay, I love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So Nancy, we like to ask everyone this question, but what's the stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Oh my gosh, all of them, but mostly that it's for parents. I I want parents to feel okay with consuming cannabis in front of their children. Yes. Okay. That's, that's good. Especially as a mom who's trying to break that stigma for her own kids. Yeah. Like most people don't go hide in the closet to drink a glass of wine. You don't go hide in your garage to drink a glass of wine. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) It's always been, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I like know that a lot answer. of people are like, well, you know, you shouldn't smoke around your kids and blah, blah, blah. But I just, it's not like I'm doing it directly near them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't want people to feel like they have to hide in the closet. That's all. Yes. Like they can be themselves and like have an open relationship and be like, be honest with their kids. Correct. Yeah. And educate your children. Yeah. Have that conversation with them. Like, I've been so open with my kids about it. I don't think any of them are going to smoke weed. They, yeah. they don't think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's cool. good that, I, <laughs> yeah. that you've you know, been so upfront with them that much to where it's just like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's really important for parents to have that conversation, but also normalize it with their kids because then you're right. Like, makes you, you feel better. Yeah. And not that they maybe won't try it one day, but even you, the fact that you say that they don't even want to try it that's just funny in itself because it's it now they know and now it's not a secret they're, and yeah, it's not, not this big like, like hidden out thing there hiding it in a corner with their friends because exactly. they think they're cool yeah they, they think they know their mom does it and they're like oh my god i don't want to do that my mom does it yeah right. <laughs> educated and maybe you know in the future they might but it, they're equipped with knowledge and experience with it and i think that that's going to encourage them to make smart choices yeah, they do get older. That's yeah. good. I love that perspective you have. Well, fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> kids are kids. Kids are kids, and they will always be. <laughs> well, Nancy, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for just like sharing your passions with us and about everything that you have done and that you are doing. <laughs> and your <Sorry>. special guest. <laughs> Special uh, yeah. feature. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for having me, guys. This was great. Yeah, thank you so much. And for those listening that want to see the magic that is Nancy, please go follow her on Instagram at underscore Nancy's Fancy. Nancy, thank you again so much. And thank you to everyone listening for tuning in. 
Share this episode with a friend. Like, subscribe, do all the things, and tune into next next week's episode. And as always, brand stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.